Uh, we are the Persopolis Treehouse, and so I'm Kaiser. I'm Julian. I'm Julianne. I'm Priscilla. And we're going to be discussing Andrew Jackson's speech about the Indian Removal Act. And does anyone want to say, like, the discussion question? It's number one in the discussion questions, like the last page. Does anyone want to say it? Um, let's... I'll say it. Okay. All right. The discussion question is, life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness, happiness is a well-known phrase in the Declaration of Independence. The phrase refers to three unalienable rights which the Declaration says have been given to all human beings by their creator. According to the Declaration, governments are created for the purpose of protecting these three rights. In what ways did the Indian Removal Act violate Native Americans' unalienable rights? All right. Okay. Um, let's see. So how did they violate? Um, well, the Indian Removal Act basically contradicts the Declaration of Independence on how everyone deserves freedom. And basically, the Indian Removal Act, um, like, they basically um, told Native Americans to move out of the land. So, and move into federal territory so they'd be under your control basically mm -hmm. yeah and like another thing they're going to be like completely changing their culture too saying like they're going to be like an interesting civilized and christian community which you mm -hmm. can't just like force someone's religion out of someone in the second paragraph basically states and claims that this removal will be important to the United States and to everyone in general. It'll have a monetary value, which will lead the government to have more land and to just create dense and civilized populations that can bring in more money to our government. However, the plan is to move these natives into different states that will remove uh, potential future invasions, as it was believed that the natives would fight back and to just overall have control over them. Yeah. Um, Going more specifically, there's a reference where it states that the Indian occupancy needs to be lowered. Do you guys have any clue on why it should be lowered? I mean, you kind of have. We have the, first off, you know, we need to expand the land to kind of off, like, a kind mm -hmm. of like a threat, like, you know, some conflict with the white colonizers. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. And going back into enforcing Christianity onto the civilization, the government really believed that it'll influence them positively and that they needed to, quote unquote, cast off their savage habits and become an interesting civilized and Christian community. Yeah. 
Yeah. And like you're using like their derogatory language, which is like referring to them as like uncivilized and savages so that they can promote like getting rid of them. Yeah. Now there's like a good reason to get rid of them other than just expanding land. Yeah, um, that is a, a sign of dehumanization that they're not they're not even considered like normal people that they're considered lower than that. Yeah. In the third paragraph, I'll quote from the paragraph says, "What a good man, what good man would prefer a country covered with forests and ranged by a few thousand savages to our extensive public studies." with cities, towns, and prosperous farms, embellished with all the improvements art can devise or industry execute, occupied by more than 12 million happy people and filled with all the blessings of liberty, civilization, and religion. So this is basically saying that what good man in this context would be a white man? Who would want, quote-unquote, savages or Native American people on their land when they could take that land and colonize it essentially again yeah to add their own face to it and call them uncivilized and yeah in a sense mm -hmm. which could be dehumanizing um i think that they also believe that the natives would have been happier if they were colonized yeah they were like they should be blessed with having the liberty and civilization and religion yes from the context of that paragraph yeah which part of it was like of course like the religion and like having more civilized land while at the same time and like they said something about like their health or something like that let me look uh yeah they mainly talked about just changing them like their personalities like getting rid of their like the rudeness and their savage habits um Speaking of the fourth paragraph, it does basically claim that the natives should get over having attachments to their land. And one of the quotes is, does humanity weep at these painful separations from everything animate and inanimate, which will, which, with which the young heart has become entwined? And that's basically saying that the natives shouldn't feel any importance to their attachment of land. They should grow from it and they shouldn't care. Whereas personally, I feel like I would still have attachments to what my culture was. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a hypocritical, like saying, why would you need attachment to your land when, when like the colonizers, they're just having an attachment to even more land. So it's like kind of like hypocritical to say something like that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, the fourth paragraph also claims that the natives should have been grateful for the opportunity of the presence of the government the last um, sentence claims or states if the offers made to the Indians were extended to them they would be hailed with gratitude and joy so in the perspective of the government the natives really should have have just adapted to their lifestyle but it's just i it's just the government wanting to colonize them and use them as material in this um yeah like resources and 
numbers, I guess. Because once you remove the natives, you have access to their land and to those resources. Yeah. So overall, do you guys think that um, this has this is based on money and greed? Yeah. Yeah, because it's for like the gold rush, and well, gold equals money. Yeah. Even if there's like no more gold, just having more land means having more power. Mm-hmm. And you could just sell that land, basically. Yes, stack up on money, um, get rich, be greedy, all that. Anything else to add? Mm-hmm. I mean, affecting like the U.S. I mean, definitely, really, because like if you look at it now, it wasn't like pretty, but we definitely benefited from getting rid of those natives. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we just live. We're basically sitting on the land right now. I mean, we can't just give it have, back. Yeah, we just have. They have small reservations now, but we have the rest. Yeah, and their um, reservations, like it's number number one in poverty, number one in high death rates in the U.S. It's so sad. Less access. Yeah, there's like less access to things that we have. Basically, and like they're they're basically coming coming like an endangered species like a lot of native american groups are gone yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like now modern so, day native americans are just clowned on because like everyone's always appropriating their culture and like representing them especially for halloween yeah and like they're just representing them in movies as like savages you know like pocahontas like the natives are the bad guys yeah so overall what we've learned from those two questions is that America hasn't really changed and the history still affected affects us now. And relating to prejudice, what um what do you guys personally stereotype in a sense of way just because of how the media represents native like just like, like Native American stereotypes? Yeah. Like, they're always, like, seen as, like, people who are, like, screaming and painting, like, red paint on their face. Which I guess, yeah, that is kind of true. But, like, the other part, like, being savages. Yeah. Like, like they had a healthier lifestyle than, like, most white colonizers. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was good until um, white people came in and brought their diseases. Yeah, their ancestors got caught lacking. (laughs) Yeah. So basically, if there is more media representation, uh, more accurate media representation, there would probably be less prejudice against natives, especially in different um, sides of America. Yeah. Paragraphs. Mostly talks about how this was going to benefit them and how savages have a stronger attachment to their home that they live on than civilized Christians. Says that. And it's like Native American people had this really strong sense of attachment to their home because that's where they lived, that's where they made their homes and families. And now white people were coming in and saying, hey, I want that. I want you to move out and leave. If not, the and it says in a quote, to save him from his alternative, or perhaps 
utter annihilation. The great general government kindly offers him a new home and proposes to pay the whole expense of his removal and settlement. So they were paying them to leave everything they knew just so white people can have that land and expand on what they already had. Yeah, but like, and they're saying they're paying them, but like, they're probably not going to be paid much. No. And they probably don't even need mm-hmm. anything for, with that money because, you know, they're just going to be living on like a reservation. Mm-hmm. Like, there's like more things more important than money. Yeah, even with the money, it's probably only going to be enough to cover like homes, but they won't be able to have a sustainable income to live. Not like it would matter because they're in a reservation. So. The fifth paragraph also states that, quote unquote, rightly considered the policy of the general government toward the red man is not only liberal but generous so our government really believes that they were doing the natives a favor they still think that actually Mm -hmm. they think about that with any minority but especially with native americans so of course we had like had all these unalienable rights, such as, you know, be, them being dehumanized with certain th- phrases and terms, such as, like, being uncivilized and becoming savages. And then there was also, like, the ones such as, like, they're just going to get removed only for, like, a small sum of money so that the colonizers could, like, benefit from it. And they're also going to get, like, a large sum of their culture just being changed. Uh, anyone else want to add to that? Okay, now then, does anyone want to say our conclusion? So overall, Andrew Jackson's speech to Congress on Indian removal included ignorance and hypocrisy within our government and it overall showed how we how america thought of minorities and how there is a superior complex involving beliefs religion and this was our podcast on the andrew jackson speech <laughs>